everyone, and welcome back to another True Potential Do More With Your Money podcast. It's episode 114 today, and we're going to be answering the big question, the big question that's on everyone's lips, including yours, which is how much should I take from my pension? It's a very important question, and we've got some important people to help answer it, so let's meet them. Let's start with uh, Jenny Lang back in the studio today. Hi, Jenny. Hello. Good are you all right? Morning. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How nice. are you? Oh, I'm very well. Top of the world. Nice to see you. <laughs> we've got Steve Hutton. Hello. Steve, are you okay? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yes, good. Nice to see you've dressed down today for us. Yeah, in a special effort. This is how a middle-aged man dresses now. Just lose the tie. Yeah, correct. It's very good. It's excellent. Uh, and making his podcast debut today, we do like a debutante on the podcast, it's Tom Robertshaw. Hello, Tom. Hiya. How are you doing? Oh, I'm great. How are you? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. You know what happens, don't you? On a, on a, on a, I should have known about this, but yeah. I Well, when it's the first one, you know what I'm going to ask. Do you know my question, don't you? It's your first time on the podcast. What else have you done for the first time this week? I haven't actually done anything very interesting this week at all, but... Uh, we'll be the judge of that. I, know, I fixed my uh, first light switch for the first time in the bathroom, which took about six months to do. Right. I'm not much of a DIY man, to be honest. So. You fixed the light switch? Yeah, light you switch. Did, not the bulb. You the didn't just switch. change the bulb? No. I mean, that was a simple No, thing. no, light switch. It was a bit light more technical. Switch. You haven't had any light in your bathroom for... No, I have. It has been working. Right. It's just it's been a bit detached right. from the wall. Yeah. and yeah. Forged yeah. a beard. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's nothing much interesting for me this week, unfortunately. But oh, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, you know, for, for more revelations like that, and also to <laughs> find out what's happening in the markets, all you've got to do, by the way, is hit subscribe. Just flick that red button. Uh, Tom will come and change it for you if you want. <laughs> flick and switches, but just click the red button. Uh, do subscribe to the to our channel, and you can get all the markets update uh, and and great revelations like Tom's there. Uh, light switch so it's it's all good right um before we get into the topic today which is how much should i take from my pension or even steve's um I, what i want to know is what is your favorite thing about a pension come on i, I can tell it i can tell okay. steve you've got you you're such a pension uh, an, an authority on pensions you love them you think about nothing else what is your favorite thing about well it's very kind pension? of you because at my age i am thinking a lot about my pension so right. there you go uh, i'll tell you what the favorite thing about the pension is it's tax relief mm. And it's the fact that you can actually get some money back from the government, which is uh, really, un unless you're a PPE, uh, PPE provider, it's very unheard of in this in this day and age. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's money for nothing. So that's my favourite thing. Okay, a bit of tax. Jenny, what's your favourite? Um, By the way, this again. is a question that I think has never been asked on any podcast ever. I think we are breaking new ground here. Has anybody ever seen a podcast where they've said, what is your favourite thing about a pension? No. I've never seen it. There's a lot of firsts going on today. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> well, I think my favourite thing for my, certainly for my age category, not Steve's, yes. um, is that I can't access it. Oh. So um, for me, you know, being sometimes an impulse buyer, yeah. um, it's good to have it in a pot that I know I can't touch until right. I get to... Steve's age <laughs> <laughs> is, there any, is there anything else you're not allowed to touch? No, just no. just my pension. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, you feel, I, I think the rebel in Jenny's coming out here. She needs like a rule to say you mustn't do something. Like you know, you. you, you, you I, I think we should have other rules on this podcast, Peter. Such as yeah, yeah. Well, these kind of qu leading questions. Yes. Yeah. Anything else you can't touch? So good answer. Good answer. She could not allow to touch Tom. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> we are maintaining social distancing, even though you don't have to. Uh, Tom, what, um, uh, what is your... I mean, we should just say, by the way, you are a fully-fledged, fully-paid-up, qualified financial advisor. You know everything there is to know about a pension. Well, hopefully, anyway. We yeah, hope so. I mean, I suppose from my side of things, it's probably the drawdown options that you've got. So, obviously, yeah. you know, Steve sort of talked about the tax relief that you can get. Yeah. Um, but if you can draw out your pension tax-free as well in, in mm -hmm. different ways of doing it. So utilising your personal allowance with taxable income yeah. and then tax-free cash of the rest. That's how we normally sort of set up um, drawdown payments. You know, you get that tax relief and then when you withdraw from it, you can actually withdraw from it tax-free as well. So mm -hmm. that's certainly an advantage, yeah. I think, uh, especially using a financial advisor when you're 
yeah. um, from that side of things. Yeah, I think my favourite one is that your employer pays in as well. Yeah. So, you know, for once we all get some money out of Daniel Harrison, <laughs> <laughs> which is not an easy thing to do, but on a pension you can. Yeah, I love that. Um, so, so you know, we'll talk today about uh, about how, the big question, which is how much should I take from my pension? But, but first of all, Tom, I'm, I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to put you under under the spotlight here a little bit. Pensions do have a little bit of a bad reputation, or at least, you know, maybe not a bad reputation, but they're seen as being a little bit, I don't know, dare I say, boring. A little bit of these things that we don't need to worry about until you get to, you know, perhaps closer to that. Just playing back your words, I didn't. You, know, you touched me. As well. I did. I did. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not Jenny. Um, make the case for the defence. Tell us why pensions are not. You know, this thing over here that we shouldn't worry about and forget about when they're a bit dull. Why are they so exciting? Um, I think, first of all, I think there's probably, especially for my generation, going to be a massive pension crisis in the yeah. years to come. I mean, I know you've tackled on, you know, sort of looked at that before, mm. for the, the tackling the savings gap. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people think, you know, when they're my age or, you know, Jenny's age, you think, what's the point? I'm just going to not yeah. um, sign up to the autumn enrolment scheme and, and just forget about that for years to come. And, you know, unfortunately, there's just not going to be good pensions in the future, really. We haven't got those final salary schemes that, you know, Steve might have had in the past. Um, you know, but... Um, we're, we're only five minutes in. I've just touched him again. I've got out myself. I'll have my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will. Um, yeah, so, it, for, for, you know, from, from my side of things, it's really just little and often is the most yeah. important thing. I mean, you hear that all the time on this podcast, yeah. but, you know, just making contributions into your pension. You know, if you're younger, maybe taking a little bit more risk as well, obviously mm -hmm. looking at your risk tolerance mm -hmm. questionnaire just to see what you'd come out as, but you know, you've got a much longer time horizon there, um, you know, to play with. Yeah. Um, so you can afford to take on a little bit more risk. I mean, my pension, I've got it in the aggressive fund, yeah. um, and I'm not going to, you know, alter that at all. Um, you know, yeah. it, I think it makes sense to have it in an aggressive fund because you know I've got 35 years or so until I get to sort of pensionable age or state pension age. It'll probably keep going up by the time that I get to pensionable age. So, um, obviously, for a lot of people, they are boring, but you know, it, it, it's just about something where if you, if you get yourself and set yourself up on, a, on the right footing, um, you know, you don't really have to think about them until you get to, to pensionable age, really. Um, yeah. And if we go back to 2015, Steve, pension freedoms, I mean, they were meant to make pensions a bit more fungi. You can do a bit more stuff with them now, can't you? They're not, they're, I think boring is probably not the right word. We shouldn't, well, we shouldn't right. think of them as being boring. We should think of them as being exciting because it's, yeah. it's how you're going to finance your future. And you do have more options now, don't you? Well, let's, let's just cast our minds back a little bit. Um, and you're right to sort of think that to young people, pensions seem really boring. Tying your money up seems really boring, I suspect, because, you know, you're young, you've got plenty of time, and you want to have some fun and you want to spend your money. Um, there was no difference in my day, let's not kid ourselves. When I was your age, pensions were really boring for me too, but there was a subtle difference. We had a, a big estate, a more nanny state, if you like, so the responsibility was on your employer or the government to provide a pension. So hence, people of my generation are getting to a stage where you've generally got some pension savings. Yeah. You were really right, Tom, to pick up on the, pack that, uh, on the fact that people at your generation won't have this. So, you know, one of the benefits of sort of having smaller government has been that we have more freedom and more choice but one of the downsides is you've got to realize that you've got to make provision for your retirement and that's about taking know, responsibility isn't it really yeah, in the correct. Yeah. and uh, you know it's our responsibility as a financial advice firm to make sure that we get that message across mm -hmm. as much as we can uh, you know we get the message out that you do need to take individual responsibility and start saving and yeah it is boring it can be but 2015 pension freedoms yeah, again, it pushed the onus back onto the individual to sort of, you can have a little bit more freedom with your pot, but you've got to build your own pot up now. We're not going to help you too much. So, yeah, it's it's been a, to be fair, the last 20 years have been a sort of, you know, series of changes going on through the through yeah. pension legislation, which are really confusing as well. So it's boring. 
uh, you're tying your money up and it's something that probably seems really confusing so we're going to talk about it today I'm sure yeah. but it's it's a desire for people to come and get some advice and talk to people like Tom and Jenny yeah. and the advice angle is really important isn't it because people Jenny now who have built up you know sizable pension pots you know, you, you don't just suddenly have a lot of money. They, they will have pe be people who I assume through their advisor maybe 20, 30 years ago started putting £50, £100 a month away. But they did it early. They did it at a time where they had, uh, as Tom said before, a, many, many years for that to grow. And now they've got the pot. So the key is, you know, an, an advisor has got an important role in this is you know, encouraging people to start, start early. early. Yeah, and, start early, little yeah. and often. But also um, try and treat it as almost like a bill payment. You mm. know, that, that £50 pound mm. or £100, pound, whatever it is that you can afford to put into that pension is is really kind of going to benefit not only from potential growth in the market, but also the tax relief, as Steve mentioned. So, yeah. you know, and I think that's why Impulse Save is such a good feature because if then, you know, you do have that little bit more, mm -hmm. say, you know, you're, you're paying £50 pound a month, that's kind of what you can afford but if you get a good bonus impulse save that in you know yeah. it's it's extra that you didn't have mm -hmm. um and yeah i think the technology within the client site really allows you to kind mm -hmm. of look at the goal that you want to set mm -hmm. and work out how you can get there yeah i do think in just in general you know you, you talk to your friends you talk to you know your sort of uh, colleagues as well and there is certainly a um i think a, a misunderstanding out there of just how much people are going to need yeah. once you get into your mid 60s or your late 60s to, to see you through you know, if you think about 20, 25 years worth and you just think, well, how much how much does the average person want to sort of have as, a, as an income effectively from pension to live comfortably, multiplying that by 20, 25 years and there you go. You're suddenly talking about reasonably big, well, very big pots of money, aren't you? So, Certainly. I mean, if you look at like the 4% rule, for instance, you'd have to yeah. have to be £20,000, you'd have to have a £500,000 pot. Yeah. So it's a lot of money, really, that you need in there. Yeah. Um, and but as soon as you start and you get the markets working for you and the compound growth. Absolutely, and yeah. It, that over, say, 30, 40 years is what makes that very achievable. Yeah, I mean, the, the compound interest is, is certainly mm -hmm. a big, big thing, especially in the later mm -hmm. years of your retirement as well, when you've got a sizable yeah. pot and it keeps growing and growing and growing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've actually done some calculations myself on putting the amount of pension contributions that I'm making and mm. seeing what sort of size pot that I got. And I was quite surprised by it, to be honest, yeah. because I've got time on my hands, which is the key thing here. But, mm. you know, the, the later you start, the harder and harder, obviously, that becomes because mm -hmm. it's that compound interest in the last few, you know, ten years of your, yeah. you know, leading up to that retirement that really gets you the good growth in, mm -hmm. in the pension pot. You yeah. also can't really rely on the fact that there might be a state pension because you know, for <laughs> yeah, us, that, know. you know, even if there is one by that point, it might be, you know, a ridiculous. You just and, don't know, do you? And yeah, pensionable age keeps going up. You know, yeah. it's, it's going to rise to fifty-seven soon. You, you, yeah. We don't know what that might be at our age when we get to sort of yeah. pensionable age, whatever that might be. Yeah. It might be sixty-seven by the time I can. <laughs> I think it's going to be sixty-six for me to be. Yeah. <laughs> as you've all pointed out, I'm very old, <laughs> but I'm not there yet. Uh, and and uh, you mentioned the technology before impulse save, but the other thing that's great about the app is that you can see your, your goal. You can see where yeah. you are along the way. And, and are you on track? And, and is, it, is it the kind of thing you can think, well, look, I'm on, I'm on track, I'm ahead of my goal, or I'm on my goal, so I can I can relax a bit. And if you are just dipping beneath that, you mentioned impulse save. So it's all there, isn't it? You know, it's yeah, gone are the days of where you've just got to rely on a statement once a year. You can check your account anytime. You can log in yeah. and see exactly where you are. It's got live value, live um, yeah. daily value, so you can kind of see what's happening um, yeah. and maybe link it up to, you know, maybe what Paul and Jeff talk about in the morning market mm. um, videos. But, yeah, it's, it's all there for you. Another thing I'd like to add to that as well is from a drawdown perspective when clients come and ask me, you know, how much can I put into, well, how much have I got enough at this point? You know, we've got really good um, technology from a drawdown perspective as well of the TP1 goal where we can look at effectively how much they've got 
um, in a port, how much they need, what other guaranteed income sources are coming in, and we can build that in um, and we, you know, provide advice for them, yeah. which is quite visual and quite good for the client to see as well. People shouldn't be disheartened. We're talking a lot about you're going to have to build a decent-sized pot to have a, re you know, a reasonable income. Don't be disheartened because how much is enough? It's as much as you can save. So you know, mm -hmm. don't be put off and yeah. think, I'm not going to do anything because it's a, it's a futile task. You will be amazed, as Thomas said, how compound interest mm -hmm. really starts to make your pot look attractive once you've got a few years under your belt. So start early, keep going, see it through the course, and, and I think treating it as a bill is a great idea. Yeah. You know, yeah. get it, it is a bill you need to fund for your retirement, mm -hmm. so get on yeah. with it. And yeah. also that point that you made about bonuses as well, that's mm -hmm. like a really good thing because you know a lot of people are one sort of bonus paid now, so you can set up a direct debit for your monthly pay coming out mm -hmm. as a bill, but then also using you know your bonus pay via impulse save is just a really good option yeah. for, for yeah. clients. Well, look, I think we've done a good 10 minutes there on, on the case for why pensions are oh, exciting and funky, Tom, I think. Yeah, we've, <laughs> we've turned it around. Um, but let's get into the big question now then. So, uh, and, and the topic for today's podcast, how much should I take from my pension? A nice, easy one for you, Steve. How much should you take from my pension? Well, Tom's alluded to the fact that you've got a thing called a safe withdrawal rate. Right. And what do we mean by that? It's mean you don't want to be, de well, you may have to deplete your pension pot, but you don't want to deplete it before you... <laughs> whilst you still need it. So, you know, life expectancy, I mean, the pandemic may have changed this, but life expectancy is, is creeping up all the time. So you've got to take some advice or consult a professional to sort of say, well, if my life expectancy is, what, 83 or whatever, as a male in the UK, I'm going to retire at 65, you know, I've got to look and make my pension pot last that long. So you have a safe withdrawal rate, and we talk about 4%, 4 or 5%, I think. Also looking at what you expect the markets to produce for you, because don't forget, the longer you leave your money in your pension pot, even when you're in retirement, because you have an accumulation phase of your life, pre-retirement, where you're saving, you have a decumulation period of your life when you can no longer fund your pension from physical cash going in. But the markets, if it's still in them, mm. hopefully will still be funding your pension, if you like. The market will still be hoping that your pension pot will be growing. So talk to an advisor. Think of what your safe withdrawal rate is. Mm -hmm. That'll give you an indication as to what... Mm. Uh, don't forget about the... If you don't, your pension pot should be the last pot of money you start to deplete when you're going into retirement because it's outside of your estate. Tom might mention later about inheritance tax planning. It's the most tax efficient vehicle you have. So if you've got other savings, ISAs, whatever, use them first. Leave your pension pot in situ. It's still growing while it's in situ, while you're not mm -hmm. tackling it. But equally, it's outside of your estate for other tax uh, reasons as well. Just to allude on that sort of 4% rule as well, yeah. um, you know, if you've got a state pension coming in or, you know, maybe um, a defined benefit pension coming in, you can obviously take a little bit above that 4%. It's not that strict. Mm. Um, and then you can drop it down once those other guaranteed income sources are coming yeah. in as well, um, which will certainly help. And, um, you know, I think people often see 4% and it is, you know, if you're in receipt of your state pension and other guaranteed sources, I wouldn't really go above that 4% to be perfectly honest. Mm. Um, but you can factor those in if you're going to be sort of retiring, you know, before you start receiving those guaranteed yeah. income sources, um, yeah. and, and have a little bit of a slightly higher withdrawal. And uh, Steve, you, you mentioned um, you know taking what you need, but but leaving the rest invested. Was that was that a change that uh, pension premiums brought around where you you weren't changing into an annuity? You could now leave it invested. Is, is was that was that one of the benefits of? Certainly, is. unfortunately, a lot of providers still have those old <coughs> products as well. Um, you know, we find a lot of the time, you know, if you look at other providers on the market, you can't just take the tax free cash like you can with us. You've got to take your tax free cash and then go into income drawdown, which is just, mm. you know, ridiculous really since we've had pension freedoms. Um, you know, good for us because, you know, our products allow that sort of flexibility, but there is other, you know, providers on the market that still don't offer that flexibility, I think unfortunately. It's, it's a really good point. Don't forget, I'm not a, I'm not a financial advisor. Um, 
so it's all sort of self-interest, my knowledge on it. Um, you've got to think of what an annuity is. If you are either compelled or you choose to buy an annuity with your pension pot, you are effectively doing a swap. You're swapping an amount of capital for a guaranteed income, mm. which probably sounds quite attractive. But don't forget, annuity companies are not charities. They're not doing it. They're doing it to make a profit. They will run an annuity. Mm -hmm. um, and they'll base it on life expectancy, etc. Um, you're best taking advice if you've got a significant pot and you know, if someone's mm -hmm. trying to compel you to mm -hmm. buy an annuity, make sure you're talking to someone who knows what they're talking about first. Mm -hmm. Because once you've paid it, it's gone. Your cash pot has gone. You're getting an income, but you're your cash pot has gone, and that was a difference in... Yeah, that's certainly the problem, is the death benefit side of things. You know, with an annuity, you only get 50% spousal death benefit, whereas, obviously, with a, with a um, you know, a defined, you know, with a income drawdown, for instance, you can, um, you know, pass it on to your spouse, and, obviously, before 75, you know, it's free of inheritance tax, mm -hmm. and also free of any income tax when they withdraw from it if you were to die before 75. Yeah. If it was after 75, and, again, passes to the, the spouse free of any inheritance tax, but it might be taxable at their marginal rate of tax. So, yeah. um, you know, certainly the death benefit side of things from, you know, our and type of do, you, do you find as an advisor, do you find that people know about this? I mean, no, they don't. Really? There's a lot yeah, of, yeah. of unawareness of that? I, certainly, I think a lot of clients believe that once you die, that your, um, you know, pension dies with you, mm -hmm. um, which is a shame, really, because it's just not the case. And that's yeah. why, you know, certainly one of the factors that you alluded to, Steve, was, um, you know, inheritance tax planning. Um, you know, if you've got an inheritance tax issue, you want to be putting as much money into a pension as possible, really, mm. because it's the only product on the market where it falls outside of your estate, but you can also access it quite easily. I mean, if you look at trusts, for instance, for inheritance tax planning, you know, they fall outside of your estate after seven years, but they're quite difficult to get the money out, you know, if the, if yeah. the settler of that trust wants to take some money out, whereas with a pension, you know, you can get the money out whenever you need to, really. So it's a full flexibility and outside of your estate. It's a really good product from that I side I think just on the point, and going kind of slightly off topic, but we're talking quite heavily about, you know, the fact that it it is such a good vehicle, the pension, for, mm. you know, kind of inheritance tax planning, is make sure that certainly with our product, you can update your expression of wish, which yeah. kind of confirms, you know, where you want, you know, your money to be paid to or who, you know, you want to be the beneficiary of your pension. You can do that via the client site as well. So that's such an important thing to make sure you've got that updated. Yeah. And Tom mentioned the the, um, uh, the tax-free uh, lump sum of 25%. Yeah. You can see you can do that, but there's no need to do that all in one go, is there? You don't need to take no. money as soon as you can. You know, you can break that down into bits as well, can't you? I think really the best thing at times is to is to take what you need. Mm. You know, if, if you take out your full twenty five percent just because you can, you know, what are you gonna do? Put it under a mattress if you don't need it, you know, put it in the bank where you're losing the potential growth that you would be getting yeah. if it stays invested. So if you know, if, if you've got a hundred thousand, you can take that twenty five percent tax free. If you only need ten thousand, just take ten thousand. Mm. You can come back tomorrow and ask for another 5,000 if you need that. That's a great point because I think people feel, and this is harping back to before pensions freedoms and when we used to have you know, a state-run pension scheme and an employer-led pension scheme, people used to look forward to getting to retirement and taking their tax-free cash sum mm -hmm. and then put it in the bank and get no return on it. Bank returns, and it, it isn't back to an investment stroke sort of saver mentality, you're getting nothing in the bank at the minute. If you put your money into the bank, mm -hmm. you will get no return. Yeah. So um, we're, it's in the news all the time, I'm afraid, at the minute, inflation seven and a bit. No sign of it really dropping at the moment. So you're getting nothing and you're losing seven and a half percent per annum. Why would you do that? So Jen is a great point. Why take your full tax-free cash to lose seven 
plus percent on it per annum. I think one thing you said in the past, it's, you know, you guaranteed to lose money in real terms. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's a guarantee in real terms because inflation's so high and you're getting, you know, say 0.5 to maybe 1% if you're lucky at the moment. Mm. It is, you know, whereas with the stock market, obviously, you know, there is a potential, you know, for loss, obviously, but, you know, over the longer term, you know, this should hopefully trend upwards and, and yeah. you know, it's about giving yourself the best mm. chance of possible of, of beating inflation when it's at 7% at the minute. Mm. You know, that is quite high. Obviously, you know, we'd, we'd hope that it will drop down yeah. um, in at the back end of this year, yeah. but, you know, it is quite high at the moment. I mean, Jenny's point as well, you don't have to make that. That isn't a final decision. Mm. Come back, take, us, take what you need if you need a little bit more. Yeah. Bring Jenny and a team up and we'll sort it out for you. Yeah, I think, it's, again, the, uh, the important thing as well is we're not talking about it takes months and months as mm -hmm. part of the process. Mm -hmm. So you know where you're thinking, oh, I don't want to have to go through this. It's such a painful process. You yeah. can do it all online via the technology. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you do want to speak to a financial advisor, you know, that's absolutely mm -hmm. fine. But also, you know, if, if, if you need to request it yourself directly, mm -hmm. um, you know, you can do that via the technology, via your client site. Mm -hmm. And it takes around nine working days from you requesting it to mm -hmm. us kind of paying it out yeah. as long as we've got you've given us all the information that yeah. we need yeah. but it's not a lengthy process mm -hmm. which i think some people you know think that it could be based on how complex mm -hmm. pensions mm -hmm. are mm -hmm. and that technology is great especially yeah. with tax-free cash mm -hmm. because you know with tax-free cash you know exactly how much you want to take mm -hmm. and you know there's no tax implications at all yeah. so mm -hmm. you don't necessarily need a financial advisor i mean you might do for sustainability side of things but just for that tax-free cash withdrawal you might not need yeah. it and that yeah. that bit of technology there it, it's, it's brilliant for clients that you know they know for instance they might be like earning above the personal allowance, so basically a taxpayer. So therefore, if you take tax-free cash, it's not going to incur any sort of yeah. tax mm -hmm. issues. So it's mm -hmm. a really good tool to use, yeah. uh, and it offers that flexibility, like you said before. Yeah. And, and, and Jenny, what happens if you if you're in the accumulation phase that, that Steve talked about, and and perhaps you've had you know various jobs over the years, you've, you've had different employer uh, pensions, so you might find yourself you know where you've got maybe three or four different pension pots yeah. and you think well actually that's you know that's four different statements or four different apps i would like to put them into one place say with true potential mm -hmm. how easy is it for people to transfer those pensions across and, and just build one pot that they can just keep an eye on rather than sporadically looking at several different things. Is it easy to do? Again, so easy. Um, again, via your client site, there's a button on there, which mm. if you haven't already added your you know, external um, pension pot, say with other providers onto your client site, you can do that and ultimately just transfer them to us and click the button to say, yep, yeah, you know, I want to go ahead and proceed. Yeah. And we'll automatically go away and do that. But again, you know, adding the policies to the to the client site isn't difficult you know it's asking for you know the rough value the yeah. policy number the provider and the fact that you want to transfer and th that's pretty much it so again it's a great tool and it's so much easier to have them consolidated so like you say you're not going to four different providers yeah. living by four different rules mm. going by four different processes it's all in one place yeah and, and, and we talked about the the tech side of things how you can see how your pension is doing you can see the daily you know growth on that you can see how you're doing against your goal are most providers in that kind of tech space or, 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 or a lot of them in the pension industry firms, are they still, you know, paper reliant? I mean, is we talk about our technology here and yeah. is everyone like that or are we are we sort of at the cutting edge of that? To be honest, I, that's probably one for Tom. You probably deal with more <laughs> providers. Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, in terms of the providers, there's... There's a few on the market that are digital, mm -hmm. but the majority of them at the moment are not. And that's right. one of the things, I mean, I, I spoke to a client the other day, and I won't name the provider, obviously, but, um, you know, he was just saying, look, he's got stuff with us already, 
um, and he loves the platform. He can mm. love how he can see exactly what the sort of fund manager partners are doing in terms yeah. of changing the, um, the you know the weighting of the funds. Um, and he's very analytical, so he loves having seeing all of that, uh, which he, he just doesn't you don't get with many other providers, to be honest. That sort of um, technology. Yeah. Um, it is strange in this day and age that there are some providers out there still just popping a yeah. you know lengthy statement in the post that's probably most people you know would struggle to sort of understand a lot of it, and then and in yeah. turn have to wait another year to get an update or again. Whereas you know why why should everyone not be on? It's remembering you know, like on on a daily basis that you know if you move address mm. to, to remember to call every provider mm. and update your address depending on what information mm. they need. So the fact that it's all online, you know, you've not got to worry about you know things. It's like that, that full holistic view that they get with yeah. us, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I suppose it's a bit detrimental to us at times when you know when the markets aren't doing as well because you can see the, the performance and when they are doing well, obviously it is good for us. Yeah. Um, but if you know a lot of clients, they originally would just get a paper statement once a year mm. and they'd see if it's gone down or up. Um, and, and it's it's you know if us we are very much honest with the client of, of what they're getting really. And um, I think, but on that point around people being able to see ups and downs, and you've got to just trust people to to understand that markets do go up, they do go down, but over yeah. the long term they, they tend to trend upwards. And, again, and always have over whichever period you look at. If you look at over a long enough period, so you know if you like denying people access to their information probably would not be something that we would support. You've got to trust yeah. people that they're they're building for their future. They're understanding that. You know, things there are bumps in the road, but the road ultimately is what takes you to your destination. I think the elephant in the room here is when we're talking about providers, we're talking about the old established life insurance companies because mm. they, they were generally the providers of people's pensions. Um, and I think one of the scary things out there is there's been so much consolidation in that market mm. that many of them are even going by a different name now. So, you know, you might get towards retirement and, and thinking you had a pension with X provider. And it's a completely different name now, so it confuses you. Yeah. I mean, that's, some of their branding confuses me, the fact that some of them said they've taken all the vowels out of their name, which <laughs> was bizarre, because they haven't. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I think their technology is historically not very good. They're big kind of beasts that are, f are very cumbersome, and I think it is very difficult to deal with them. And I think using our technology and the efficiencies we've got helps you to sort of navigate a way through, because we do most, you know, once you press the button, we will start doing that process for you and dealing with these big, yeah, mega. I, I, I think one of the problems with these companies is they've got too many products. To be perfectly honest, yeah. if you and, and, and not enough vowels, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not enough vowels, yeah. But they've got too many products, and it makes it difficult for their customer service teams to to yeah. deal with it. And yeah. you know, in reality, you just want the best product on the market, which obviously for us in our case is a yeah. personal pension, really, and mm. one that's you know as flexible as possible. So yeah. that's what I find with a lot of providers. They've just got too much. They've got too many po complicated products, and it, yeah. it makes very difficult dealing with them. To be honest, we've um, we've touched on well, we've talked a lot around how much should I take from my pension, but just to kind of as we begin to kind of wrap up a little bit, just wanted to. Uh, Tom, for you to clarify, how much can I put into my pension? What are the rules around how much you can put in, and yeah. and when 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 do you when when do you when do you stop doing that, or can you carry on forever yeah. putting pensions? What are the rules? Well, it depends on what sort of contribution you're making. First mm -hmm. of all, if you're making an employer contribution, then you sort of limited to to forty thousand, but you're not bound by the relevant earnings rule. Um, which is a really sort of good thing. If you're a director of your business, I think we probably don't really talk about this enough, but mm. you know, if you're a, director, a, a company director, um, you, know, you can put money directly from your business into your pension. Uh, and like I said, you're not bound by the relevant um, earnings, um, so you can put 40,000 a year, or you can backdate that for years and put up to 160,000 in as well. Um, and you also benefit from the fact that you don't pay any employer or employee national insurance, you, you don't pay any corporation tax, um, however, and you also don't pay any income tax on that on that contribution, but you don't get that tax relief at the other end because you're not paying for that 
that um, mm-hmm. yeah, income tax. And then obviously you've got personal contributions as well, which is for you know the majority of us who are employees. Mm-hmm. Um, effectively, personal contributions you are bound by the lower of um, your relevant earnings mm-hmm. uh, or forty thousand a year. Um, but you can use carry forward relief now. Um, Personal pension contributions, I would always try and speak to a financial advisor because you've got yeah. to take into account uh, tax relief as well when you know, thinking about how much you're putting in here. Um, but you do you know, get the benefit of that tax relief. And also if you're a higher rate or an additional rate taxpayer, you can also um, you know, extend the tax bans on self-assessment, which gives, gets you an extra 20 or 25% as well. So you know, huge tax advantages there yeah. of, of making those do two different types of contribution really and what are the rules when you when you start to take your pension in the later life are you able to oh, so yeah so carry on contributing as well or, or not yeah so you can keep on contributing right. but personal contributions obviously up to 75 you'll get mm. uh, that tax relief after 75 you won't get the tax relief but you know it's certainly advantageous mm. to, to actually even still contribute because you know if you've got an inheritance tax problem I've actually dealt with a client this week who had an inheritance tax problem but is over 75 mm-hmm. And because he's got an inheritance tax problem, it still made you know sense to put money into his pension pot because um, you know yes, he's not going to get that tax relief, but he's not going to get taxed at forty percent on death. So in that instance, it made sense to still uh, contribute into his pot. Let's put some context, put some numbers around tax relief. If you are lucky enough to be a higher rate taxpayer, you can have up to forty five percent tax relief. Yeah. If I were to say to anybody, I can give you an investment that will give you forty five percent in your first year, you'd think I'm a lunatic. This is how it is. It's such an attractive benefit. Mm-hmm. And I'm harping back to, you know, I, I think my point about what's the benefit was the best one, because I do. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. But equally as good. However, you know, you can have up to 45% tax relief. Yeah. And backdate, you can use unused relief from previous years. Mm-hmm. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, if you think about inflation as well, 7% versus the potentially 45% that you might get from tax relief, I mean... So does it a little bit, doesn't yeah. it? Just it makes sense. 52, if you're in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, look, I think you've convinced me, and I'm sure everyone, that pensions are actually pretty cool. There's a lot of good stuff you can do with a pension, isn't it, Tom? Pretty cool. I can see why you I can see why you love them. I'm thinking of that little emoji with the glasses and glasses. You know, anyway. Um, right, uh, well, look, I think we'll wrap up now because I think we've, we've covered that one, and I think we've done it rather well. So uh, thank you very much for all of your uh, uh, insight and uh, what you love about pensions. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in, I feel like I've got a lot of insight from you, Steve, today about right. it. What you love about a pension is great. Trying to educate you, Peter. Uh, well, I, and keep on doing it. You know, I've got. I, I'm, just, I'm like a sponge. I'll just absorb your knowledge, uh, Stephen. There's lots of it. Um, right, Tom. This weekend, I want to know what you're planning to do. Any more lights which need changing in your house? Oh, yeah. I'm so bored. I'm actually not doing that much. I'm going to a family doing sunny Hartlepool, which will be yeah. fun. Well, well he's, he's doing nothing. So if you need the light switch fixing in your yeah. bathroom, just write it. I'm we'll man. send him round. He's the only guy. <laughs> Seriously, pensions seem more interesting than your life. I know. Yeah. I am normally more interested. It's just this week that I'm not. Unfortunately. Yeah. We chose to invite you on in the most boring week of your life. Yeah. Anyway. That's good. No, enjoy Harley Pool. Yeah. Um, Jenny, any any rules you're going to be breaking this weekend? Um, well, Greg said I wasn't allowed to book any more holidays, <coughs> but mm-hmm. um, I've seen a really good deal on TP Rewards for oh, cashbacks, nice. and I've got a week to spare holiday-wise, so I'm thinking, because he's actually going to do a run, cycle, bike yeah. ride, whatever, or something like that. Um, so he's actually not going to be in Sunday morning. So as long as he doesn't watch this beforehand <laughs> yeah. and I get away with it, yeah, get a nice bit of TP reward yeah. cash back. And I like what you've done. You've you revealed something about yourself Brilliant. and plugged the rewards at the same time. Exactly. I like it. Yeah, yeah. very experienced podcaster. <laughs> uh, Steve? Yeah, I knew it'd come to me. I've got a fantastic weekend, actually. You'll all be envious of this. My wife's away. Yeah. Right. Um, so you're booking a holiday as well? Uh, no. <laughs> she's actually on holiday. She's, she's she goes holiday without me now. That's the state of life we're at. Um, I'm actually starting my dahlias off. 
Yeah, anyway, what I'm, I'm going to do I'm is... I'm going to put you down as a guard. Yeah, well, she, she gave me this task before she went 10 <laughs> days ago, and she's back on Sunday, so I better do them. So, yeah, I'm going to start <laughs> them off in pots, hmm. uh, the tubers, and yeah. I'll put them in the vestibule where it's got a heated floor, so they'll... All right, Steve, that's enough. Thanks very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Can't, can't take any more excitement uh, from you, but uh, enjoy your, your green shoots weekend. Um, thank you very much for watching. I hope that's been useful. Do hit that subscribe button, because if you do that, you'll find out more about what Tom does on a weekend or doesn't. You'll find out more about Steve's green shoots in his garden. And, of course, more importantly than that, you'll never miss another beat on uh, Morning Market. You'll know exactly what's going on, and you can tune into our podcasts. Uh, they'll just come straight to you uh, uh, as easy as that. So do hit that subscribe button. But for now, thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Subscribing to the True Potential YouTube channel is quick and easy. Simply go to the channel on your desktop or through the YouTube app on your phone and click the subscribe button. You can then press the notification bell symbol if you wish to be notified as and when new videos are released. Doing this is a great way to keep yourself updated with market developments and personal finance insights. Thank you to everyone who has subscribed and we look forward to continuing to help you do more with your money.